What's up, everyone? This is Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown, the number one podcast for anyone looking to have a greater human experience. What's going on, everyone? This is Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown, and we are here with no one else but Mr. Mr. Do It, Do It To It, Mr. Odell Bazell. Like, first of all, the fact that I got you on here. <laughs> yeah, um, hit me in the feels. So I let me just say thank you so very much for spending a little time with us. Um, I appreciate it. I know my my listeners are gonna appreciate it. Um, but go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, uh, well, first of all, thank you. Um, every time that we have, all the time that we have uh, is all the time that we have. And every day that we spend, every minute that we spend is one less that we have to spend. So I appreciate you uh, for inviting me on. Um, Odell Bazell, uh, I guess the best way to kind of um, summarize everything that I do is I make money with my words. Um, that's the best way. I started doing that uh, through professional speaking, uh, into coaching, and now we have a uh, marketing and branding agency for uh, speakers and small business owners. So happy to be here. Excited to dive into it. Perfect. Perfect. So you are a NAMCA. All right. We, let's just yeah. start right there. Tell us <laughs> what NAMCA is. Yeah. NAMCA stands for the National Association of Masterminds and Co-Curricular Advancement. I know that's a lot, but in the educational world, they love their acronyms. And so I got started uh, speaking when I was 22 in, at colleges, at small colleges, small universities. And uh, it was tough, Aaron. It was really tough just getting into that world. I did my first paid speech in 2008. So, you know, we're recording this in 2022. Like life was totally different in 2008. And uh, there was no big YouTube uh availability because you had to have video uh you had to be able to upload that stuff and it, it was just a tough time yeah. and so once i got started and going in the business i made a promise to myself that i'm gonna reach back like i'm gonna reach back to 22 23 year old odell and uh and give him the head start that i never had and i was able to uh, combine forces with a good friend of mine you know him stan pearson the second Mm-hmm. And uh, we started NAMCA right when the pandemic started. And uh, it's it's just gone up and up from there. And NAMCA is basically a place where we give speakers a head start that we didn't have, but we also bring in the decision makers to bridge that gap so that the decision makers can make a lot easier decisions. A lot of times they're looking for new voices, but they don't know where to find them. And so we we make it easier for them. And then also for the emerging speakers, for the new speakers or speakers just trying to get into the educational market, we bridge that gap because being that I've been there 14 years, Stan has been there 17 years, uh, we have some some cachet in there. So that's that's what NAMCA is. And it, as I said at the beginning, marketing and branding uh, agency is what my company is kind of transformed into. NAMCA is a part of that. So when people come into my world, they're going to hear about NAMCA because NAMCA helps them get started on their marketing branding journey. Gotcha. 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 All right. So you said you both started NAMCA at the beginning of the pandemic. First and foremost, how did you even come up and develop the concept of what you wanted NAMCA to be? Is it something that you knew right off the bat or has it grown over time? I think everything that is great doesn't start out exactly the way it's going to look. And so me and Stan, we went to an event in New York City at the end of 2019. And it it didn't have anything to do with speaking, Aaron. It was was an entrepreneurship event. Uh, I'd known Stan for years and he said he, he really... He really convinced me to come. I was not going to go. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go stay in Manhattan. It's a thousand dollars a night at the hotels. It's September. It's fall. It's, I mean, I ain't trying to go to New York if I ain't getting paid. And the, the ticket was three grand. So it was like, the ticket was three grand. Yeah. 
then we had to um, stay there in Times Square, which was like a thousand dollars a night. And Stan was like, "Man, we could just room together. We could split the cost." And five hundred a night sounds better than a thousand. Yeah. So I said, "All right." I said, "I'm gonna go," <laughs> and I really didn't want to go. And for those of you that that stick around uh, me long enough. You'll kind of hear me say things like I'm more introverted than extroverted and all that stuff. And people don't actually believe it. Aaron, we're going to be meeting each other soon. You you'll see it <laughs> like you'll you'll see it. You'll be like, I get it now. I get yeah, it. It's but so crazy. I'm more, yeah, I'm more low key than anything. So Stan is gassing me up to come to this event, go to this event. It's not about speaking. We see a bunch of people on stage that shouldn't be on stage because they're just not engaging. Mm hmm. We're looking at each other and we like, bro, we gotta do something. <laughs> That's terrible. Like, we gotta do we gotta do something. Like there's something that we're missing. And so we spent hours in the hotel room and was like, we gotta figure it out. Like we stayed up all night ordering hundred dollar chicken tenders or whatever it was. It was ridiculous. <laughs> we were not leaving that room. We said we are not leaving this room till we figure something out. We're not even gonna go back to the conference till we figure something out. So we said, well, look, let's just start coaching speakers. Mm -hmm. So that's how it started. It was like, we're going to start coaching speakers. And then we were like, well, we coach them. Like, what's something different we can give them? And then that's how Namco was born. And so now, like, what people see and what it is, it's 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 really that inner circle, that group, that tight-knit group, where you can meet the people that hired us in the past or that are in our world, and we just transfer that trust that they have from us to our, to our people. So that, that's how it started. It didn't look like this now. Mm -hmm. like it didn't look like, Hey, let's go uh, to a mansion and, you know, mastermind for three days. It didn't look like that, but now um, we like the way it's looking and it's been a beautiful experience. Yeah. It's been just, I'm like watching on the outside and <laughs> just, and just watching from, cause I feel like, I've been watching from the very beginning and um, just the, the strides that you and Stan have made are phenomenal. Like I keep telling, and it's crazy because I just had this conversation with my wife. I said, yo, if I don't get in there soon, we're never going to be able to afford it. <laughs> yo, I said, I have, yeah, you, I'm not playing like, and this is for my speakers, uh, my consultants, Anyone who wants to make money with their words, I, this and I'm not. This is, I'm not getting broken off. Nothing for saying this, but Namca is is a great platform, a great starting point to start your your business, to grow your side hustle, whatever it is that you're trying to do. The this is the person. And these are the people that you want to be around because they're doing phenomenal things in the speaking realm. Um, you said that you started, you and Stan started Namca, like really getting a ball rolling at the beginning of the pandemic. What was that like? Because the, the pandemic, the panorama, it knocked every, <laughs> it knocked everybody off. So what was that like? Starting Namca and then having to completely adjust uh, to what the world looked like at that time. Yeah, you, I mean, you said it. And and the fact that we're here and if you're listening to this or watching this, the fact that you're here is a blessing mm -hmm. um, because getting through hard times is like, oh, my gosh, I got through it. Some people don't make it like just like their life ends, not yes. like, oh, they don't make it. They broke. But no, their life ends. Mm -hmm. So that part of it being in the air in the midst of trying to start something new was challenging. And, and I tell people this all the time, March, March 13, 2020, I was speaking at a conference in Idaho and Idaho. in Idaho, I was in Idaho and it was, I had, I had money coming Aaron. I was like, cool. Cause usually like February is big, big paid month for me. So I mm -hmm. had that money coming in. Then the summertime, I get a lick because of the summer programs and all this stuff. I'm like, yo, I'm about to be good. Like, we're about <laughs> to be killing it. Looking at $40,000, uh, $40, $45,000 coming on the back end. 
And then, you know, money coming in from, you know, what I've done before. So I'm good. And I'm in Idaho. And I'm joking. It's a it's a youth conference. It's mm-hmm. a youth conference for um, uh, business professionals of America. So it's like a young CTSO group. Gotcha. So we talking, we joking. Like we're like, you know, the the flu, uh, what do we call it? Like the mutated flu. Like we were we were going back and forth joking about it. Mm-hmm. And then one of the advisors comes into the the conference and says, Hey, after this session, the conference is over. And we're like looking at each other like, what? And like, yeah, like they're shutting down the world. And I'm like, I'm still like, okay, shut down the world, blah, blah, blah. So then I go back to my hotel room. My agent hits me up and he says, um, yeah, such and such canceled. And I was like, for, okay, I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, it's probably gonna be a month, you know, two, the day rescheduled. It's like, nah, they just canceled. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm on the plane coming back. Touchdown, you know, when you touch down, the notifications pop up, cancel, cancel, cancel. I'm like, hmm, this is interesting yeah. because if I don't do these speeches, then I won't make any money. Yeah. <laughs> so that that was the first part. But then we had an event planned in June for NAMCA, like in person. Stan's like, nah, bro, they won't let us do it. And so I'm like for two weeks, I'm I'm in I'm in grandma's basement with my hands on my head, like let's okay, let's see what Uber eats. If I do I I wonder how many many rides I need to go on. I was like, I could do Uber Eats. I'm literally like trying to figure it out. Yeah. Because I I had a little bit of cushion, thank God. I had a like a little bit of cushion, but I'm like, this ain't and if, how long is the world going to be shut down? So yeah. all of that came like in two weeks. So for, that's why I tell people when stuff happens, like take your time to grieve over that stuff. Like take your time to to eat the ice cream and watch the TV and just suspend all that stuff. So after that, me and Stan were like, what are we going to do? But I have no idea. And he said, well, you know, I got a couple clients what if we just like got them on Zoom? Like it's literally how it happens. Like, what if we just got them on Zoom and like like figured out like what they need? Mm-hmm. And we was like, okay, cool. So you got a couple, I got a few. Boom, boom, boom. That's what we started doing. And then we just started meeting virtually with them. And what the beautiful thing that happened, Aaron, is they were like workshopping with us. They were like, well, like what do y'all do? What are y'all offering? Uh, how can we help you? Mm-hmm. Uh, we only got $500, you know, for this is left over. We got a thousand dollars. And so that started happening for us. And then we were like, yo, I wonder how many other people are having this conversation. Mm-hmm. So then that's when it, it shifted to virtual. Like it was all virtual in 2020, our showcases and everything like that. And then once we started coming out of it, that work that we did that it was, and we weren't making a lot of money from that at the time. It was a, a thousand here um 1500 here you know virtually yeah nothing like being in person nah nothing like being in person i mean you're going from making five thousand six thousand a pop to a thousand but again better than uber eats for me so (laughs) (laughs) so we did that and we built the virtual equity up so then people were like yo what else y'all got things are opening up and all we did was transfer what we were doing to other people. And that's what I tell people when you're looking for a coach or you're looking for an environment, you want to specifically when you're just starting or you're emerging, you want to find somebody that's in that fight still, mm-hmm. because once you get past it and there's, there's money involved and there's mindset and all that stuff. But once you get past it, you forget. It's just yeah. like, if if you've been in a relationship for a long time, I don't know how long you you and your wife have been together. How long y'all been together? Ten years. It'll be ten years in like a couple like a couple months. You've been so a decade. Yeah. So that's like if somebody brand new, they just started dating, and like, how did y'all make it work? You gotta think. Like you gotta be like, okay, wait. When we first got together, I was I was tripping a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was tripping a little bit. So after that, after she had stopped tripping, cause I was tripping. Okay. 
you got to go back in your mind. Yeah. You got to think about it. Like me and Sierra, it'll be 15 years next month. So that we've been married 15 years. We've been married. So we've been together 19 years. Wow. So it was, well, it'll be 18 years. My bad. It'll be 18 years um, next month. So it's like, if somebody asks me, how did you make it work? Well, we didn't wake up on our phones 18 years ago. No. You know what I mean? Like yeah. stuff is different. So I can't really give great advice to a person. I can give like kind of service level advice. So when you're looking at somebody that's coaching, like try to find somebody, somebody that's doing it and they can explain it and they can give you access to opportunities mm. because if, if they can't do all of those things, then you're going to feel like after the experience that you were missing something. Are you an entrepreneur or a small business looking to take your brand to the next level? Then Visual Media is the service for you. Visual Media is a video production company who specializes in creating high quality visual content for social media, websites, and online courses. Head over to Visual Media on Instagram and drop resilience in their DM to get started. That's V-Z-U-A-L-M-E-D-I-A underscore to get started. Yeah. And and you don't want to feel like that, especially if you're investing your money or your time. And so those are the things that when we got kind of stuff figured out with Namka, it was it was like gangbusters after that. That's crazy. That's crazy. Wow. So the panorama happened. <laughs> Navigating that. First off, let me highlight the the analogy you just used to explain how to find a coach or a mentor in this field. Like I never even thought about looking at it in that, in that way, like find someone who's, who's currently doing what it is that you want to do at a higher scale, but someone that can break it down so you can understand it. So you're so you're not missing the pieces. I never even, that never clicked in my mind um, in a way to think about it like that. All right. So you and Stan have created Namco, right? This this agency of superheroes. <laughs> how how is you, your relationship? What is that like? Let's talk about that for a second. Like you and Stan, and you know, let's talk about that. Any highs or lows? How did you navigate just like working together? Yeah, yeah. So I. Again, I always like to use relationship advice because mm -hmm. I tell people I've been with, with my wife since I was a little boy. Like literally, we were we were teenagers. We like it's it's hard to believe. Yeah. Um, but whenever you like meet somebody and you kind of know, it's like this is my person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you, you kind of <laughs> know that it's like cool. Got go with that feeling. And so I had known Stan since two thousand nine. Mm hmm. And I, and I tell the story uh, to, to highlight how good of a person that he is because I actually paid him for coaching. Well, I started to pay him. So he, <laughs> at the time he had like, I think it was a three pay option or something. Mm -hmm. And I paid him like the first one, but I, I, I had a money for the rest of them. Yeah. So for a while I was like, man, he, he probably don't like me too much. Cause, <laughs> cause it'd be like that sometimes. Yeah, I never, I never finished paying them. Yeah, and so we, when we did the uh, the deal in New York, that's when I knew that because he, he didn't even mention it. He never mm -hmm. mentioned it. He was just like, "Man, you know what can we do together?" And for us, and in the partnerships that have worked well for me, you have, you can't. I won't. I'm not gonna say that you can't, but I'm gonna say what's worked for me mm -hmm. is that you got to get involved with people where the money isn't at stake like they're not depending on that partnership to survive gotcha because if you're getting in with somebody who's depending on that partnership to survive and y'all aren't aligned that's going to be a tough that's going to be a tough one yeah. and so me and stan were already like on our own we're good and so money the conversation around money it's never been anything mm-hmm so that's the first thing. And the second thing, we're very different in the way that we handle life. Yeah. Um, he is the, 
Like he's the yin, I'm the yang. It's it's so funny because sitting here talking to you, I've known Stan for a little while as well. And Stan is he is out there. He is loud. When Stan walks in a room, you know that that's Stan, Stanley Pearson coming into the room. You right. know it's him. You know, and and talking to you, like I don't think we you and I have ever had like a, a conversation like this. But talking to right. you, I can tell you're you're absolutely the opposite of uh, absolutely the opposite of that. Like super low key. Like, and I feel like when you find the yin to your yang, that's and you find that that sweet spot. That's what works, and that sound. That's what it sounds like. Is is working for you too? Yeah, that that's exactly how it is. I and and you'll see it in in real time. And for those of you, if if you get into our world and you find out, I am. I'm so cool with it. I don't want to fool with it. Like I'm, I'm just like Stan. Be like, yo. He let said, me. wait, wait, wait. He said, I'm so cool with it. I don't want to. I'm so cool with, with it. it. I don't want to fool with it, man. I, ain't, I ain't just like whatever. Stan and will be like, oh, we, we let's do this. Or what you think about this? And I'm like, yeah, that that looks good, man. That looks good. Like we have an event coming up. Uh, our mansion mastermind is coming up, and Stan sent me some. It's like we're gonna go here. We're gonna go here. I was like, which one you want to do, bro? He's like, I don't care. And I'm like, you don't care? You don't care? He's like, yeah, I mean, I was thinking about this, but what you think? I'm like, well, shoot, let's do this. And so it's it's always been like that. Mm -hmm. And so I just advise people because you do need to collaborate. So that yeah. that's the, the lesson. You do need to collaborate with other people. Two heads are greater than one and all that great stuff. But you need to collaborate the right way. And you need to do it in a way that you know your personality, like you know you, mm -hmm. and then you get to know somebody, and you know, okay, like I saw very, very quickly. It's like you see somebody speak on stage, you think you know them, but you don't. Mm -hmm. like you just see their on stage persona. So I knew that stay that Stan, but I didn't know Stan. Once I got to know him, I was like, okay, cool. So this is gonna be me. This is gonna be him. I, cool. That's what's up. So you got to get to know the people that you're collaborating with. And then once you get to know them, you have to be aligned on your goals and you got to be like straight up with it. Like we know our first event went really well. Mm -hmm. Like It went really well. Our second event was like, eh, and we both owned it. It's like, okay, well, we had a lot going on. We were doing this one. We was doing that. Yeah. And so then we can kind of pull back on it. And so you want a collaboration in which the, if it doesn't like blow up, you're still okay. Mm -hmm. Like you're still fine. Um, and you also want some complementary pieces, some complementary skill sets and different things like that. And then you have to also know yourself. You got to know, am I the collaborative type? Am I that? Cause some people like to be islands on their own, build your credit and then hire a team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there, there's a couple different routes that you can go, but like me and Stan have never had problems. Like I said, that's, he's like my brother, like seriously. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I love to, to get like, cause watching y'all is, is, it's like, you should be taking notes at all time. Like just to be around you too, you should definitely have a notepad or something in your phone like secretly record. I don't, I don't know y'all, but <laughs> yo, you need to, <laughs> you need to, to figure it out because there's always, you two are always dropping gems and, and valuable information that, that might be 747 just going over people's heads and they might have to like reread it or re-listen to it or whatever the case may be. Um, okay. So you talked about like learning yourself what was yeah. that like, Odell? What was, how did you, <laughs> how did you get to a point where you're so confident that you about to start getting real, real arrogant on these people? I saw your post earlier. Yeah. <laughs> so the, this is, I would say it, it takes time, obviously. Of course. But it takes attention. Mm -hmm. and and you got to be willing to listen to the people around you mm. because my my wife my family they i they've been telling me you know who i am they've yeah. been telling me based on what i've done uh my grandmother 
Uh, she actually, this was really cool. She wrote a, she wrote something. I, in high school, we had to do like this program where we had somebody in our family write about us. Mm-hmm. And so my grandma wrote about me when I was like 14, 15 years old and reading it, I was like, wow. Like she was so on point. <laughs> <laughs> she was so on point. So, uh, being, being humble enough to accept that. And my wife, she says it. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. She's like, you like your daddy. Like, and it's like, dang, I am. Like, I am like him in some <laughs> in some ways and some. So figuring that out and owning it and being okay with it. Mm. So that that's the first thing. And, and I use this analogy. I used to hoop. And I had a particular role. I knew what I was good at. You bet not leave me open for a jump shot. That's going to be the death of you. You, you bet not uh, try to body me. Because I'm a little thicker in person than a lot of people pay attention to. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm a little thicker. I'm a little thicker. Okay. Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a strong guy. I got a low center of gravity, but I know that I'm not. You know, um, I'm not gonna dunk on nobody, mm-hmm. or I'm not gonna do that. So I knew that early on. Like this is my role. This is what I need to do. And so in life, you got to figure that out. You have to. Okay, this is my role. This is what I have to do. And the humility post. Again, I, I go back to stand. It was like humility is good in context. Mm. I guess really good in context. So if you go on a job interview, you're not going to come out and say, I'm the best person that you've ever interviewed. You're not going to, you're not going to say that, Mm -hmm. but you also need to let them know I'm, I'm the best at this. Yeah. I'm the best at that. If you're in an intimate relationship, if you're on a date, you're not going to tell somebody, well, you know, it's probably a whole lot of people, a lot more handsome than me. Like you're not, you're, you're going to put your best foot forward. So a lot of times humility robs us of that opportunity. Cause like, well, I don't want to brag. I don't want to boast, but let me, it's like, nah, like this is what it is mm-hmm. based on this, not just anything like arrogance is confidence without evidence. You and need so, those receipts. <laughs> right. <laughs> so if you have no, no, evidence and you claim in confidence then that that's arrogance mm-hmm. but if 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 you know just like i know in my business like i've been speaking for this long i know i've made this money i know i've done this i know i've helped this amount of people i'm one of the best of what i do and when the best have told me that i'm one of the best of what i do then it's validated yeah so it's okay for me to say it in context and so it's important for us as we get to know each other, we get to learn each other, specifically as it relates to resilience, you're going to ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. Like life, as like we said, the pandemic, anybody who, everybody got kicked in the face. Yep. Said, yep. Do what, do, do something. That life said, do something. <laughs> and then it's like, dang, okay, I do. If you're an entrepreneur, I was talking to my wife about this the other day. If you're an entrepreneur, life is weekly like oh man i had six sales calls three people said yes that's week one mm-hmm. week two you got three sales calls. everybody says leave me alone forever and then the two of the people from the week before said ah you know what i changed my mind let me get my money back then you're like oh my gosh yeah. like i got bills <laughs> <laughs> and the bills don't go away no they so, don't it's like you have to you have to have that resolve and a part of you getting to know yourself is knowing that you can get through it. And then once you get through it, it's another day and and you move forward. So that was just a process of what it took for me to learn. It took time. It took back against the wall. And, and this is something that I talk about a lot. If you don't have a back against the wall moment or you can't point to one, then you probably ain't had your breakthrough yet. Mm-hmm. So when you get that back against the wall moment and then you survive, you survive it. That's evidence to you saying that I can do this. I can, I can get over a bankruptcy at 24. That's, that's what I went through. I can get through code reds. That's what me and my wife used to call when I was waiting on a speech check and uh, we needed groceries, but the debit card wasn't debiting. <laughs> the, de- the math just was not math. Like, babe, like, babe, the, are you at the grocery store? Leave. Leave. <laughs> Tell them you left something nothing. in the car. You got to go get it. Hey, hey, hey. Did you know I wrote a book? It's called The Value Method. 
five steps to unlocking your greatest potential. And in it, I share just that. Five wildly easy, actionable steps that will set you up to have a greater human experience daily. I've included interactive worksheets and small assignments at the end of each chapter. You're literally creating a living blueprint of your best life. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to purchase your copy and a copy for a friend. Can't do it. Oh, um, so, it, yeah. So when you get to know yourself, how you react under those and you're good to go. Gotcha. 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 Okay. What, what is one piece of advice, one tip you would give someone who wants to go on an entrepreneurial track, someone who wants to maybe start a, a group or a mastermind or something like that? What, what is the most valuable piece of information that you could share with someone? The, the most valuable piece of information that I would share if somebody is looking to start a business is to, first of all, have a product for your prospects. Okay. Have a product for your prospects. And what that means is when we try to start something, whatever it is, it could be a consulting business, it could be speaking, it could be accounting, it could be whatever. You have to understand that most of the people that you reach out to won't want to work with you initially. Mm-hmm. Most of the people won't. So when I say you create a product for prospects, what you do is you qualify those prospects. Mm-hmm. So you qualify them. My qualification process is, is this somebody that would buy my thing? Is this somebody who's able to buy my thing? What thing do they want to buy? That's very important. Like what thing do they want to buy? A lot of times when we create a business, I've done this before. I say, Ooh, I got this great idea. So I'm going to put this together. I'm going to get the graphic designer to do this. I'm going to go on Fiverr. I'm going to create this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do all of that stuff. And then when the dust settles, you're like, wait, does anybody want this thing? (laughs) (laughs) Who can I get this to now? Who can I sell this to now? Yeah. You want this thing? So you figure that out first through the qualification process. You figure it out. Then whatever thing they say they want, you create a product. I I am biased towards a voice product Mm -hmm. because if I hear your voice, I get to know you a little better. I get to feel your spirit a little bit. And I feel like I know you. If I feel like I know you, then I can get to like you. And I feel like I like you, then I can trust you. So create some sort of product for your prospects. It could be an audio product. It could be a a video masterclass. It could be something that your voice is involved. I'm going to stop you for one second. Because you said something just now. Uh, and I want any everyone to pick up on it. No, like, and trust. No, like, and trust. Go ahead. I just wanted to highlight yeah. that. It's it's super important, and and this is before you ever sell anything. Mm-hmm. Like this is you figure that out first. Do they want this thing? And like through the Namca process and through the marketing and branding, we knew that people wanted speaker coaching because we we got it. And Mm -hmm. other people, our friends and contemporaries, they're doing the coaching and they're making money. Okay. So people want that. Yep. Cool. So that, that fast forwards the product right there. And the reason why you create a product is because you're able to multiply your efforts without putting your time out there. And so create a product for your prospects. Then you always, always, always make it easy for them to work with you. It's sometimes if you go to somebody's like Instagram, you go to somebody's website or something, you got to like search for where to buy Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And right now, as of this recording, go to the Namca site, you kind of have to search because we're not taking in any like speakers right now. Like somebody sent me a message the other day. Like, I can't find the thing. It's like, yeah, you're not supposed to find the thing right now. (laughs) It's not there. We're not, we're not ready right now, but you want to make it easy for them to do business with you. So you set up a call, you, you create a sales process after that product for prospect. And then after you create a sales process, then you figure out how much you want to make. And those, like those simple steps, Mm -hmm. you do that. You'll be far ahead of where I was when I first started Like sales process. What does that mean? Like what's the journey that the person goes through 
when they want to buy from you. So maybe the first step is that masterclass or it's that audio or it's that YouTube video, whatever it is. Maybe it's that first thing. And the second thing is they fill out an application to get your services. And then the third part is you hop on a call. And then the fourth part is you collaborate with them to do the deal. And then the fifth part is you do your order fulfillment or whatever, but you figure out that sales process. Because once you figure out the sales process, once that's a system, then you know, if I get 10 people to go through this process, I'll make two finalized sales. Okay, those two sales will be maybe 5,000 a piece, maybe 10,000 a piece. And so now you got $10,000 coming in if you know that 10 people come in this example. And then once that happens, it's a whole lot easier for you to navigate if you're working a job. Then you know, okay, on shooting this weekend, I'm about to get 10, 10 racks because mm -hmm. I had 10 people through the week go through my thing. Or I know I'm about to get 20 racks. And if you do that enough times in a row, then you can make a business decision. You can say, I'm out to the job. Or you can say, well, let me hire a team and they can, you know, do stuff. And I'm going to just keep my main client, <laughs> my job, uh, and, and go forward from there. But having just that little part where you qualify people first, you have something to offer them. A product for prospect could be free. It could mm -hmm. be low. It could be $7. could be $47. could be 100 doesn't matter. But you you offer them something up front and then you take them through a process and then it, it becomes predictable about what you make. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That is uh, valuable information for anyone looking to start a business, make their side hustle, their main hustle, or just want to get a little, a little uh, getting more serious about what it is they want to do and what their life is going to look like. Um, what is something that you have not said yet, right? What is information? or knowledge that you wish you would have known that, mm. that you had to learn the hard way. <laughs> if I, Oh gosh, so many times I've thought about this. <laughs> this is something that I'm going to, to give your, uh, your listeners. Um, it's, it's going to be worth a lot of money. Um, if, if you, really take it in. Most people will hear it and they'll be like, oh, okay. But if you really take it in and understand it, it's going to save you a lot of money. It's going to save you a lot of heartache. Mm -hmm. All right. Here it goes. 90% of your success, I call this the 90-10 rule. 90% of your success is about your environment and your mindset. 90%. I wish that I could have told 22-year-old Odell, fresh out of college, who was trying to get into speaking, the fastest way for you to get into speaking is to get in an environment where people are crushing it because that will allow your mindset to elevate. Mm. Because when I when I get into these rooms, Aaron, and I've been in, you know, masterminds that cost 55,000, 20,000, 25,000, like in the last 18 months. And it's like, I see the people that are dope people, amazing people. And I'm one of those people. I'm going to talk to you. Like, I'm a, yeah. And I'm not just going to say, Hey, that time that you were on Oprah. Nah, mm -mm. I'm about to ask you a very specific question so I can get a specific answer so I can get my money back. <laughs> so I'm asking these people these questions like what's the ad what's this what's that and then they'll give me some vocabulary I spent some time with a guy named uh, Billy Billy Jean Shaw uh, Billy Jean is marketing I spent the whole day with him eight hours with him I'm asking him questions he's like yo deal you gotta get your offer right like cool at the time I had heard that word before <laughs> What? Okay. Yeah. You got to offer. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. This kid, shout out to, uh, to, to Kyle Dendy. Um, he, a phenomenal, most people haven't heard of him. Like most big people haven't heard of him, but he's made millions of dollars online. Got to have an offer, right, bro? 
God, I had an offer. That's how I made a meal before I turned 24. Got you, Kyle. Got you. Um, offer. Once I got into the rooms, though, I understood what that was. So a lot of times your mindset can say to you, you can do it. But your comprehension ain't there. Hey, hey, hey. If you're enjoying this content, do not forget to rate and review. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, be sure to rate and review. It helps us reach more people in more ways. Now, let's get back to some resilience. The environment adds comprehension. It adds context to the content. Oh my gosh. So when I got in the rooms and people were like, oh, like this is what I'm offering. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is what I'm doing. This is what the people get. And then it's like, oh, so you got to have that right. Then you got to have the messaging right. Then you got to, oh, okay. So then that part. But here's the thing I'm 37. I consider myself a pretty intelligent guy. I always have. I could have understood the language when I was 27. Mm -hmm. When I was 17, I could have understood the language, but because I wasn't in the right environment, it just didn't match my mindset. Gotcha. So if you would focus, for, for those of you that are listening, those of you that are able to take in the information, if you would focus on spending most of your resources, most of your time in getting into the right environment, it'll elevate your mindset and it'll give you that belief factor because you'll be sitting next to somebody who tells you from their mouth. Yeah. Six years ago, you know, I was living uh, in a homeless shelter and, you know, I, now we just did $40 million last year. And you're like, wait a minute, six years ago, I had a house. <laughs> I had a house six years ago and I had a, I had a family and I had a bank account <laughs> and you was homeless. He was homeless. And, and you made $40 million. I was like, okay, maybe you went to a better school than me. I didn't go to college. Or. Maybe you got a rich uncle. Ain't nobody in my family rich. So there's, so I can do this. Like, that's what will happen when you get in those environments. So you're like, well, okay, maybe I can't make 40 in six years. I could probably make 20. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it'll, it'll just start getting you in that different environment. So that's what I would say. Environment and mindset. Most of us think that our talent and our acumen and all of and our, you know, what I say, my sales skills and all that stuff is going to elevate me. But the truth of the matter is this environment and mindset, that's 90% of it. And I wish I would have known that. Environment and mindset. I agree. I agree. That's why some things about to change in this area over here. Um, what do you have anything else that you want to share with the listeners? Anything that you haven't touched on? Yeah. I, I def I just, uh, just recorded, um, yesterday, uh, as of this recording, um, a, a volume one of million dollar conversations. Mm. And one of the things it, it stuck with me and it was the last recording I did. So I want to, if I can, you know, leave it with, with the group in order for you to become a millionaire, this guy named Jerry Clark, who most people have never heard of. He was the mentor of my millionaire mentor 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I got a chance to get uh, into his coaching program, which was stupid phenomenal. Yeah. And when he said this to me, it didn't click until I left. <laughs> so hopefully it'll click for y'all, but if not, hopefully get it on the way out. He said, in order for you to become a millionaire, what do you need? So I'm just going to ask you, Aaron, like, what do you need? Like to be, to call yourself a millionaire, to be a certified millionaire, what do you need to have? Um, Don't overthink it. A million dollars. That's exactly what I said. I said, you got to have a million dollars. And he was like, okay, great. So you have a million dollars. You're a millionaire. He's like, what if you went and bought a car for a hundred thousand dollars? You got a million dollars. 
Now you only have $900,000. Are you still a millionaire? Mm. Okay. What what do you what do you what's your answer to that? I would say I mean you can have a millionaire mindset, but you're not a millionaire on paper. <laughs> <laughs> so I I said I said, well, I mean, I guess not. You're not, I mean, technically. He was like, no, nah, because if you say a millionaire, you got a million dollars, you don't now you're not a millionaire anymore. Mm-hmm. But he was like, that's not that's that's not the way that you should think. Because in order to become a millionaire, you have to become a millionaire in your mind before you ever have a million dollars in your pocket. Mm. And he said that most people are waiting for the million dollars to become a millionaire. Now, this is not where you can, you know, talk fancy around people and say, oh, I'm a a multimillionaire and you got $3 in the bank. That's not what this is. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't mislead anybody. Don't do that. But in your mind, you have to become. The way you become is by doing. Be, do, have. So you become first in your mind. Then you do the stuff that millionaires do. Then you'll have a million dollars, but it won't even matter at that point because you would already be that thing. And so what I offer to you all is whatever your goal is, it might not be a million dollars. It might be, I want to, I want to buy this not really nice place, or I want to build this really big business. Cool. That's what you are right now. Call that into existence right now. Be that right now, but then go do that. Mm. Go do what they do. On a daily basis, watch what they watch. Listen to stuff like this on a regular basis. Brainwash yourself. You are that thing. You are him. You are she. You are they. That is it. That's that's you. But do it. Then you'll have it. And then once you have it, it really won't even be a big deal. Hmm. <laughs> I cannot wait to, because I'm, I'm probably not going to edit this much, but I cannot wait to re-listen to this because there's a lot of things I need to be implemented in my life. What, how can we reach you? How can we support you? And first off, what is, what is that? Because you have two, (laughs) you have, wait, 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 wait. What is that? Because I saw that same bottle on one of your, uh, on your Instagram posts. And then you had some in a mason jar. What are you drinking? Yeah. <laughs> it's all it is is the the politically correct version of it is I'm green I'm eat, I'm drinking my greens. So the greens, the nutrients, the photonutrients and the photosynthesize inside the bottle inside the water. That's what I'm drinking. It tastes like dirt. Is what it tastes like. It's gotcha. not delicious at all. But uh, it's water. I I just have my wife's a holistic health coach. Mm -hmm. um, And right now we're on like this 75 day challenge. I got like 30 days left. And so, um, yeah, so I'm just drinking, drinking my greens, uh, exercising every day. It's disgusting, but I'm used to it by now. So that's what that is. (laughs) Okay. I had to ask. I had to ask. I'm glad you picked up that bottle so I could see with it. Yeah. Okay. What, um, how can we support you? How can we follow you? Where can we find you? All that good stuff. Yeah. The, the best way, uh, to support me, um, I would say at this point is to just go to Instagram, go to YouTube and, and just follow me. I think that's Mm -hmm. the best way. Um, right now we're, we're in a transition mode into going full marketing branding, so we're um, taking clients and helping them with their marketing and branding. So um, until we get all of that settled and all of that, uh, that's the best way to go. And anything that I'm doing, I'll be promoting either on YouTube or Instagram. So Odell Bazell, I'm the only Odell Bazell out there. It's uh, two L's in Odell and uh, two Z's and two L's in Bazell. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'll make sure I put that in the show notes. I have one final question for you. Uh, are you ready? All right. Yep. So we kind of touched on it earlier, but if you want to go a little further, you absolutely can. Uh, what is your definition or relationship with resilience? My relationship with resilience is that resilience is the 
confirmation that God put you here to be great. Mm. So whatever you believe you're here to resolve, like get through it because Aaron, there's somebody looking at you that you don't even know is looking at you. You have no idea that they follow your stuff. You have no, you have, you don't know at all, but they're waiting for you to come up. So that'll give them permission to come up. Mm. For those of you listening, there's, there's somebody that's like, man, I'm watching you. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what you do so I can do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. There's somebody there in resilience. It is one of those situations where, and I, and I tell people this all the time, like life is a sport and life is designed not to be fair, but it's designed to qualify you for your championship. So life isn't like, oh yeah, everything is is great. Everything is perfect for you. Like, no, life is going to beat the brakes off of you. Yeah. And the greater that it does, the bigger championship you're going to get. So if you're listening to this and you're like, man, am I going to make it? Am I going to just, just keep going? It might be hard. The bills might be due. Work something out. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we've, we've all been there. Like, I've been... I've been bankrupt. Like my credit has been doo-doo. Yeah. It's been doo-doo. And not not for like a year. And then like most of my 20s, my credit was doo-doo. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get anything. Couldn't get a, a Macy's card. Couldn't get anything. And so all the while, it was it was molding me and grooming me. Because now when people say, oh, Dale, I, I ain't got it. I'm like, bet, I I know what that is. Can you do this? Can you do that? Because I've been there. Mm-hmm. So I already know. And so whatever you're going through, whatever obstacle is, is really an opportunity for you to grow and expand so that then your triumph can help somebody else that's going through a tragedy. So th- that resilience is that. Like, if if you haven't been through something, don't worry, it's coming. It's coming, you're right? Going through some stuff, <laughs> you've gone through some stuff, resilience has taught me that, all right, this is what it is. We just waiting for the next one and we going to conquer that mountain too. Mm, mm, beautifully put. Literally resilience in action. Odell, thank you so much for like coming and spending some time. Um, I can't wait for next week. It's going to be lit. I know it is. Um, yeah, I appreciate you being here, sir. Appreciate you. Hey, keep going. That's thank my you. message to you and that's my message to everybody else. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate and review. And remember, resilience in action will always lead to a greater human experience.